Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 174. 34. 34 of the Eavesdrop Podcast, award-winning Eavesdrop Podcast. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Upstart, and I'll tell you a little bit more about them later on the podcast. I have my my early bird boy gangs, these dudes, putting it on. I, I made a prediction to to Matt. I made a prediction to my business partners. I made a prediction to everybody that I talk to about you guys when I'm showing your content. Next up in fashion, just period. Streetwear, and not just streetwear, but fashion. I'm telling you. Kali, I've, I haven't been wrong ever <laughs> okay look we won't let you down yeah yeah no i i, I, I uh I'm, I'm entertained i uh I, I describe you guys as like these born to be on tv characters and then the 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 triple connection just makes it even it enhances it to the point to where i'm just like you should be sitting where he's at because <laughs> these two blue blue guys are too close and we're it's not matching them. Yeah, no, and then black, look at us. Black yeah, team. Cream. Black and cream. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this was not planned. It was not planned. No, and anyway. especially me, I never dress like this. Like I'm in, this is my Scotty outfit for today. I, ne <laughs> I never dress like this. No, you're all full fit. Yeah. So let's let's do a let's do a uh, a quick introduction. Uh, let's start with who you are uh, as a team, as a group, and then we'll go into individual introductions. We are, we are private selection. Uh, private selection, our foundation is based on our store located in the Dallas Galleria Mall. Uh, we have a, a pretty cool shop there. We sell clothes, we sell shoes, and basically any, anything that the young consumers want. I think the best way to describe our store is we take all of the coolest stuff and put it all in one place and make it accessible for the masses. Um, is kind of, you know, the general gist of what we do. But then it kind of extends beyond the store. Um, now we have a pretty popular YouTube channel. Um, and we've kind of become these ambassadors for the sneaker game, you know, because we get, thanks to Ian, uh, Master Chef Ian here, we have the... Um, we have the ability to get shoes earlier than most people, mm -hmm. um, which allows us to break them to the internet before most people. And so we're kind of the guys who are setting the stage and saying, hey, here's the new shoe that's coming out. This is what the quality looks like. This is how it feels. This, these are the cool details about it. Yeah. Um, and we kind of get to break the internet with cool shoes as well as kind of travel around and just get to experience different uh, art museums you know if cause is doing mm -hmm. a new exhibit somewhere we're usually the first guys <laughs> to pull up um and we've been blessed with the opportunity to like normally in an environment like that you can't take a camera in um, but we get invited to come in they set us up with like a tour at the museum and we're able to kind of go in give you guys a first-hand look and explain some of the details of what's going on inside and so our job title is just very in-depth these days it's not just like store owner you oh, know you're like, like curators yeah yeah we yeah. kind of and like you said <clears throat> because of the way our personalities are we each have our own thing yep and uh it just kind of covers the entire culture and it just you know we each have our own little niche and expertise and we we come together and you can get fully informed on everything from shoes clothes and art collectibles and you know and things like that so we kind of we're very well rounded in the streetwear culture 
Um, <laughs> I, just, I honestly feel like he covered everything yeah, yeah, for the yeah, most yeah. part. There's not really much to say more than that. I mean, I'm I'm Scott. People call me Scotty. But yeah, like, oh, my bad. You're good, so, you're good. Six inches. I'm good. Um, like Larry said, it's just one of those things where it's not the same that you see on YouTube. You know, we bring something different to the table. Not only are we early bird boys, but we also do, you know, shopping episodes with celebrities. We travel to different exhibits and things like that. But we also deal with art, sneakers, fashion. I mean, it just the list kind of goes on. There's not one thing that we specifically touch on. And I find that that's why a lot of these kids kind of dive into what we're doing because every episode's different. We're very diverse. But at the same time, we're very, we explain things very well. So we like to tell the history of sneakers, where it all started. A lot of times with social media, kids kind of get lost at the reason as to why these things are the way they are now. There's a history behind it. And us being at a little bit older age than some of the other kids that are doing it, we're able to tell from experience rather than just kind of like the hype fo following, yeah. mm -hmm. following what's hype and what's yeah, cool. Yeah. And so I think that's a lot of times why a lot of these people tune into us and are and why our age group is just so diverse because we have, you know, kids that are like five, six years old. And then I have, you know, 55 year olds telling me how inspirational I am to them. And so there's no the age gap is very, very broad. We've had grandmas come yeah. up to us. Yeah. At yeah. I've actually had Wearing a grandma. Supreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love your stuff. Like happy yeah, to man. see us and, and explain to them just how we've changed their lives and inspired them to to do great things. And. The cool part is, is like it's never ending. I feel like we even do food reviews. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah like people love our food reviews. So yeah. one of the things we like to do is when we go to these different cities, is we highlight the culture, you know, whether it's art or the food, and then we highlight the stores. And the cool thing about visiting these different stores in the U.S. is they're all different. Every city's got a different way of doing things. Yeah. And so it's just one of those things where we just kind of shed light on everything and anything the culture the and, culture and, and for sure as a whole yeah you know? any additional descript descriptives on uh I mean, on private selection that's pretty good I mean, that's it that's everything that's yeah. what we do man yeah i yeah. i think the interesting aspect of our youtube channel is considering we have a very popular store here in dallas the basis of our YouTube doesn't really involve our store mm -hmm. all too often unless unless we have a, spe a specific celebrity guest. You have done a sneaker shopping episode on our on our YouTube channel. You, have to, you were like the yeah, first yeah, one. Yeah. You, were, you were the first. I'm not going to lie. He kind of kickstarted our yeah, YouTube yeah. channel. I, you, I, I was going to say, I was going to interrupt you during the toy stuff, and I, I'm very good at interrupting. Uh, <laughs> that you were like my my plug for all the uh, all the uh, cost companions uh, yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Yep. When I first got here, I like I strictly went to yeah. to you to get like, to the store to, yeah. to, to get all of that. Yeah, so now that I think about it, Hex definitely helped kick off our YouTube. Uh, matter of fact, we were just at SneakerCon LA, and we had a couple kids who were like, I found you guys through Hex. And it's awesome. funny Just this last weekend. Yeah, it's funny because uh, periodically people will comment like in one of the episodes, like, love you guys' episodes. I've been here since the Hex days. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's like, yeah. that's OG And that lets us, us know OG. that like, okay, like, He's been riding for a minute. Yeah, that was over you know. a year ago at this yeah. point. It was well yeah, over a year, over a year ago. ago. It was before, before the Christmas. pandemic. Yeah. 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 
it was definitely before the pandemic. Yeah, one hundred percent. So and the pandemic's yeah. been like, yeah. this, is, this is season two of that. Yeah, season yeah, two. Yeah. Pandemic. Season, season two. two. So wow. yeah, it's very interesting for our our YouTube and our travels. We go to these different cities, and if we go to Boston, then I'm gonna highlight every major sneaker store in Boston. Yep. I'm gonna highlight all the coolest spots to eat. We're gonna highlight all of the you know sports whatever games, if yeah. sports one games, going on. the things to do, and so it kind of becomes this adventure. So when you watch one of our travel episodes and then you're like hey i'm going there in a couple weeks yeah. and then you had you have this map laid out yeah. <clears throat> of what you should do what you should eat and where to go while you're there and i think that's a very unique aspect because most people who are in this field with us for sneaker youtube they usually the focus is their store yeah. and the things yeah. going on in their yeah. store us we go out we highlight what everybody else is doing and it still blows my mind to this day that we've found a way to find success in that in in just highlighting other people's stores yeah you know and uh, what Bourdain, other other people's the Anthony businesses Bourdain's of sneakers yes yeah i was i was uh again i was i was consuming the the content the the, the latest one the denver mm -hmm. uh uh sneaker con and I was t talking to my boy Hilton. We were just hanging out, and I'm like, "Look, I'm like this, like the, the awards themselves. Like this, this comes natural to you guys at mm -hmm. this point. It seems like, and it's like it comes from a creative, as a creative, right? Of uh, of of both art and maybe you know some editing stuff. Uh, like there's there's a certain amount of creativity that allows you to be faster and better than somebody else in the same industry as you guys. You guys naturally just like said, hey, we're going to this. You know what we should do? We should <laughs> fucking give people a word. That creativity to me is like what what the what the puzzle the the puzzle the last puzzle piece is to a, a successful YouTube channel. Yeah. Like that 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 additional like pizzazz of sorts yeah the downfall of that is i don't stop thinking like that and so like i call larry at like yeah. 12 o'clock at night thinking yeah. he's gonna answer because i have these ideas yeah and he's asleep and then ian will answer sometimes yeah. but like even in the past like people i've dated and stuff they're like you don't stop like no. you need to have a turnoff switch no. and i i just i can't yep. i'm always yeah. always innovating yeah yeah look some people look the, the the whole hustle porn like big timer said it's not for everybody and you shouldn't do it you should take a break. You should take a vacation, but not me. Yeah, not me. I'm, I'm here to chase my family tree. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So Generational I this, wealth. Yeah, man, yeah, for yeah. Sure. I mean, yep. you know, it's like it's 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 that sort of uh, thing. So let's start with you. Uh, how, how how did this? Thing. Like, where did you, did you guys go to high school together? Like, how did this happen? Yeah, all right, so off. I guess I'll, we'll have to start it with me then. So, okay, love it. I am Larry Singleton. I, um, it's, it's, you have to go back to Scott and I. Do you want me to start so, then too, okay. in a sense? Yes, I feel like it might yes. be easier and then you hop There on. we go, yeah. yeah so we gotta say, start from the, the beginning. Documentary. How does the documentary start? Got it, there you go. All right, documentary starts like this. Scotty got out of prison in 2011. Um, one of my buddies that I grew up with my whole life had an opportunity for me. Yeah. Uh, brought me on board to run his production company. We did shows all over Texas. So, you what, know, what kind of shows? Two Chains, Schoolboy, like rap artists would yeah, come yeah. to town, Future, before he was really big. And we would do Texas tours all over the city or all over the state. And it got to the point where I was running it real smooth and we had the opportunity to open a store in Austin on 6th Street. So it was right in the middle of all the bars, yep. all the clubs. One of those situations where like when you close the door to lock up, you turn around and you're right there in you the nightlife and, and you can just go out and, and, and hang out. Which we did. Which we did. So he asked me if I wanted to open up the store and, you know, run the store for him. I didn't know much about merchandising or like clothing. Of course, I knew about all the brands and the sneakers and anything like that. But as far as just like running it, not so much. I didn't have a hindsight on it. But of course, 
I am who I am. And I, I took the offer, opened up the shop, uh, ran it for about a year and a half, ended up firing a guy, needed, needed another hand. I did a flyer and long story short, I had met Larry probably two months before that. I, uh, we put a video out on Worldstar, coincidentally. So I'm, I'm friends with- YouTube put, put out a video? So no. the store I was working with, me and my boys put a, a video out on Worldstar. We had flown in, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Corey Shapiro. He's the owner of Vintage Frames in Canada. Mm. Uh, speak, I mean, you're going to Canada I'm soon. Going, right? I'm going to try to find out where six. his store is and see where it is. I think it's in Montreal. But uh, he owns all the Vintage Frames. So he's responsible for like Rick Ross, 2 Chains and all that sort. So we flew him in, bought a bunch of vintage frames from him, made a video about it, put it on Worldstar. Now, so for people who don't know what vintage frames. Vintage frames is basically, he's taking runway pieces from Chanel, Hermes, pieces? Versace. What are we talking about? Glasses. glasses. So okay. glasses and jewelry. So a lot of times when you see the crazy run, runways, sometimes it's just the clothes, no accessories that they're promoting, or sometimes it's only the accessories and not the crazy clothes. Mm -hmm. So the pieces used for those runways are just, you know, they're not for sale. So they're just either yeah. given away or thrown away or however he obtains these pieces, holds on to them as archives. And then, you know, 20, 30 years later, sells them at a ridiculously high price because of, you know, the value of it being a one of one. Mm -hmm. um, so we put this video out there on Worldstar. Um, I'm friends with Danny, the owner of Worldstar. Shout out to Danny. And Larry sees the video. And he's back and forth from California at the time. So I grew up here in North Texas in Wichita Falls, a couple hours away from here. And long story short, when I was 15, I moved to LA. <clears throat> I ended up being in LA. Um, by the time I was 24, 25, I was visiting, my parents lived in Austin and I was visiting back and forth in Austin um, to visit my parents as well as who is now my wife. Um, but long story short, I'd visit Austin all the time. I happen to be in Austin. I'm scrolling World Star in the morning, as I usually do at that point <laughs> in time. White boys on there. <laughs> and I come across this store in Austin. And of course, I had just a T-shirt brand at the time. I had just recently gotten gotten into the streetwear streetwear industry. Um, I was always a consumer. I was always into the clothes and shoes. But then I had started my own brand, right? And I was trying to get my what brand. What was the name of it? Giza, Giza gear. So Giza, it was like the three pyramids and I had Egyptian cotton t-shirts and that was like he my- praises <laughs> about this Egyptian cotton. That was my cotton. whole thing was the he Egyptian cotton. He loves to cotton. talk about the Egyptian cotton. Um, and so <laughs> that was like my whole thing. So long story short, I go to Austin, I see this world star video, I go to the store, I meet Scotty and we just kind of hit it off immediately. And so I had an OG who told me one time when I was like 16 about putting yourself in the best possible position to succeed yeah. you know and when i met scotty i knew it's like two guys we're the same age we're both trying to do the same thing and i just we gravitated we would go i'd go shop at the store and then at night we'd go party on sixth street and hang out and we were just these two guys that were on the same path and you know we met from there so a couple months later he posts on inst i still live in la at the time yeah, mind yeah. you and he posts on instagram have an opening at the shop i hit him up immediately and i said take that post down i'm your guy it's because somebody actually had stolen some vintage frames that worked for me <laughs> <laughs> and we caught him on camera when i was out of town we came back i'm like where are these frames that y'all sold them they're like 900 dollars pair of frames He's like, yeah, yeah, we sold them. And I'm like scrolling through the, the inventory. inventory. Didn't see like, the sale. So check the camera. Sure enough, kid took the frames, so he had to go. And 
Larry yeah. calls me. He's like, "Take it down. I'm your man." And so we and hired I, Larry. And I knew it was it. like what 2013, maybe. Yeah, 12, 12 into 12, 2013, something, something like, like that. that. So I get hired on. I leave everything in California. I still had an apartment there with my cousin and everything, and I just left everything um, and took the opportunity that was placed in front of me to start working in this store and we soaked up game for a little while and we had the opportunity to come open another um uh location another location for the store we were working at that was 2015 here in dallas here in dallas what was the name of that collective Uh, status collective status and the, the the shitty part is it had a great concept but it was the bad location so when it comes to streetwear stores Yes, if you provide something that they really want, they'll get in their car and drive to it. But a lot of times just being in a remote area where there's enough people that you're getting walk-ins that don't know who you are every day on top of the ones driving in is really what you want. This was more of just a brick and mortar, standalone destination spot. So we're in the design district. It was 5,000 square foot warehouse. We had our barber shop inside of it. So we had eight chairs on the left when you walked in. Tattoo parlor on the right when you walked in. Pool table. Sneaker room jewelry room boutique wow and it was just like a shotgun all the way back and like i said it was a great concept and it, and it did well but it was one of those situations where me and larry were working i wouldn't even say it was like ten dollars an hour no commission no bonuses getting- and we had known and gathered up so much knowledge and just from what he knew before with wholesale doing giza gear and what i knew retail it was just like okay well i know what my worth is and I don't feel as if I'm getting my worth. So Larry had the great idea, like, let's start a sales agency. And I'm like, cool, well, do you know anything about starting a sales agency? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, <laughs> but we'll figure it out yeah. because we're both hungry enough. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so basically we now started two jobs. Beginning of the day, we would come and run the shop for, for our buddy in collective status. And then at night we would pack up and go to his house and work from like seven o'clock at night to two in the morning on the agency and then so what it comes down to is for uh you know on the wholesale and resale or retail side of the clothing business you have how do the clothes or how do the stores get the clothes right mm-hmm. if you have a boutique yeah. who do you contact to get these brands yeah. that you want for your store so when we were working for collective status we were the buyers we would go to this you know agenda and the magic shows and we would meet with all the other brands all the sales reps oh, we had relationships with all the sales reps they go to these trade shows all these buyers walk around place these big orders and then you're good for the season right so <clears throat> I kind of gotten a hint of this and we didn't have the money to open a store at the time. We didn't have the money to maintain our own brand at the time. So getting in with these brands that we had relationships with and saying, hey, let us do your sales and maybe just the southern region of the United States and we'll be your contact and we'll hit up all the stores. We also undercut people's prices. We did smaller percentages. You know, these guys get 12 percent. Cool, I'll do it for eight. You know, we, we knew that we were hurting ourselves, but at the same time, like I had to get my foot in the door, bro. Like I had to get in there. And it was just one of those things where we sacrificed our time to build a store and then sacrificed many years with our new business to just kind of get the groove and build a name for ourselves till it was time to really start kind of getting what you deserve at that point. But it's just, I mean, I've always wanted to be my own boss. I've always wanted to work for myself and I knew we were capable of it. We just didn't have the funding or the backing, but we had the heart and the desire to do it. And the knowledge. And the knowledge to do it. And so we would spend like, how many months did we do that at your house? It was, like, it, it was, I, I, we started in June, 
Okay, we started in June and then we were selling for that um, Christmas season coming up. We did June, Ju uh, maybe like July, August, September, October. So we did like three or four months. Keep in mind, when you have a sales agency, your job is to sell clothes to every major boutique on the planet. If you don't have the contact of who's buying those clothes. Yeah. So that's what we would do after hours is research and look up, email people, who's your buyer, what's their email, what's their contact info. And you have to harass every single store on the planet. It was bad, bro. Like we, yeah. we, we I wrote down every state on a piece of paper and then I wrote down every city for each state. And then I'd sit on the internet and I'd start at the top of my list, you know, Alabama or whatever. And there'd be about, you know, 15 stores in each state, some or each city, some cities would have a big handful. And so I'd find out what the name is and then I would go to their Facebook, their Twitter, their Instagram, their LinkedIn, and I'd try to find an email for each store in each city in each state. So then I have this, you know, list of 3,000. And no one taught you this. This is just no, you no. figuring it out. And so I created this mat, what we called the master sheet of like 3,000 contacts that I single-handedly searched through Google through each state and each city or and then call. through all their social medias to get the number in the email, put it into this master sheet. And then now we have this sheet of emails of contacts. So when it came time for the first brand to send out a line sheet to start getting orders in, we used our sheet and it, it worked. And then so, we basically traded our sheet with someone else's sheet for our sheet. And we started trading sheets with other people. Now we you got give me your sheets. contacts, I'll give you mine. And then our thing turned into like 20,000 long uh, so list. We did that for the first couple months. And by that first Christmas, I think our first payout for that Christmas was something crazy. It was like 20 or $30,000 we had made in our first It was payout. like nine, 12. And then there's like a small brand we had. It was like a couple thousand. So after, keep in mind, we were making less than 30 grand a year working at this boutique. So for us to be able $10 to split, an that, hour. split that type of money, uh, right off the rip we knew we were on to something but mm -hmm. of course that type of business is very seasonal yep. if the brand doesn't drop a good collection then you're hurting mine. you're out for and a whole season we played that Bro. game for about three years <laughs> And we had a we had built up from the sales agency and we also started doing distribution. So we had a loft in Deep Ellum that Scott lived in and that was our warehouse tell where we about, stored all the clothes. Oh, so even for us to even be able to do that, yeah. I had the first two drops of Yeezys, the Turtle Dove and the Pirate Black. I sold both pairs. I had to sacrifice for us we to be able to We needed it for continue. a U-Haul to get the merch into the warehouse. Yeah. And then I only had $2,000 to my name at that time, period. And we used it and to I get that And I used that, that to get into the loft. So now we have no money. And we have no money and a bunch of fucking clothes and no internet. <laughs> so I'm going to Starbucks every morning and I'm like ordering a coffee and like slow sipping it. And I'm there for like four or five hours. Or I'd go to IHOP too sometimes and get like the breakfast sampler and just like pick at it. Smokehouse sausage <laughs> combo. That's right. Is that what you get? Smokehouse sausage, best sausage Period. Oh no, I've been wow. eating the breakfast sampler for like 25 years. For my hop? Yeah, I had it last Smoke night. Smokehouse, <laughs> sausage, combo. I had the breakfast sampler last night. Yeah, but did, had the, <laughs> or, did you order the side of smokehouse sausage? Is this like game changing? It or is what? the fuck, the, there's no better breakfast sausage ever. You know that, I think about it. I, I, it, this is this is how good it is. Some lady somewhere, I'm not gonna point to the to, to anywhere, I paid this late uh, the the waitress. I'm like I'm like, hey, can you, can you give me a, the packaging for the sausage? I'll leave you a hundred dollar tip. And she's like, what? Get out of here. I'm like, she she brought it. Give her a hundred dollar tip. I try to order it. You can't order them. Wow, Damn. they got the monopoly on. They the got the monopoly on. And then they just took them off. 
They took him off earlier this year, no. and you can follow. If it's on Twitter, I, I literally talked about it on Twitter. You throw the rant. <laughs> I fucking did the rant, and then like no one, no, and then no. They, they brought him back. But I that's right. Back. It's, back. it's back. It's back. Bring that sauce. So what, what brand is that? I don't, I don't Maybe know. they're watching. We need a spot. My boy needs a sponsor. No, no, he needs no, to no. be an ambassador. No, I mean, yeah, I would. I'll, I, El Chefe, El Chefe uh, is. Uh, I have it in here. You guys continue while I. Yeah, so. Oh, right, so, right here. so I have smoked cow sausage equals uh, 200748, blah, 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 number seven, which is the, you know, the code that you that you put on Google to find them. And I found the manufacturer, where it's from, the whole nine. We got to take, tri- to take a trip then. Yeah. yeah. Where's the sausage factory? Um, so yeah, I'd be, yeah. At, I'd be at IHOP and Starbucks for hours using their internet and just being able to send these emails and interact with all these clients because I didn't I didn't have internet and I didn't have money to get internet and I was eating off the McDonald's value menu because it's right down the street and it was the only thing I could afford at the time. I knew what the goal was, the overall goal was. I knew I was capable of it. I knew Larry was capable of it. It was just matter of sacrificing time. and it's sacrificing. Uh, you, you, you guys selling right your 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 Yeezys. You guys, you know, undercutting everybody else and taking that. That's called sweat equity investment into mm-hmm. your own thing. And people sometimes don't even do that. They they won't yeah. invest in themselves to that level. Yeah. They won't invest their one extra hour of sleep. They won't invest these simple things that can you know pr- put you on a on a on a on a projection that you were not yep. in before. And it just takes like a fine little tune. Speaking dial about that, that so like. People look at me now, let's say if you just came across us right now, you would think that you wouldn't think there would be a big story behind it. You'd think that this guy just started selling shoes and he's on. And so there's a lot of times when people are like, oh, well, it only took you so-and-so minutes to do that and you're asking for this much. It's like, yes, but it took me nine years to be able to do it that fast to ask for that much. That's what people don't understand is there's a backing behind that that allows me to be able to do it that fast to ask for a certain price. Yeah. And that's something a lot of people, even employees of mine, like that we've had in the past, like they just, they see the success and they think it was just an overnight thing. But yeah. what they don't understand is fans had to sell his Yeezys and I had to dump my savings and eat McDonald's for, you know, what was it six, Long seven time, months yeah. before like that first check really hit. And then on top of that, like, Larry had lost his car, so he's taking the train to work every oh, yeah. day yeah, from Garland. Got, no, yeah. it, when you say you, you lost it, got repoed, repoed or you just yeah. lost it? Got repoed. repoed. Yeah. My car got repoed. I was taking the Dart train to get to the warehouse every day just for us to be able to do. And this was before those first big checks we were telling you came yeah, in. Yeah. So, like, we're losing everything around us. I'm calling my dad, asking him to pay for some of his bills and my bills. And, you know, we call him Big T is my dad's name. He's a mentor, so he'll... Got he'll, Big T. Shout, Shout out to Big T for real. Shout <laughs> out to Big T. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for yeah. Big T. I'm gonna say literally, literally. <laughs> but like he, he, you know, he was a mentor. He'd come every couple of months, come to the warehouse, and we would draw out on the board like, like these financial like checkups on us, right? Like, and then like goals and things that we wanted to do and whatnot. And and you know, there came to the point where we're losing everything around us. So I, we had to lean on to my dad, and my dad was over here supporting us along the way because he saw the drive. He knew we really wanted it. He believed in us, and we did the warehouse. We did the wholesale for what, three, About years, three years, a little over three years. Right. So then now we have this warehouse full of clothes, and I lived in the warehouse. And there was these there was these guys that were doing these pop ups in Dallas. They were doing these sneaker pop ups, right? 
and it was Ian and another kid. Mm -hmm. And we got offered, hey, you guys have the clothes and we have the shoes. You guys want to bring some clothes to our pop-up. So we bring some clothes to this pop-up in West Village. Yeah, West Village. And we, we met Ian that day, yeah. not knowing what the future would hold. Yeah. But this was right before we got our store. But, but Ian was also like yeah. on the back end, though, because oh, the yeah. guy who... Right, who well, he so worked this, with was this, like the face of yeah, what was yeah, yeah. going on. So, so do I pick up right here? Or no, do I, I go I, back I, I now. Think you, I think you give us a little bit of the retro Ian, and okay. then as, as it as it merges into this yeah. private okay. selection All road. Right. So, my background is in engineering, right? So, All right. before before um, sneakers, that's kind of where where I started. Right, um, started in that in that field was just a collector. You know, back in 20, 2007, 8, 9, you know, that's when I was, I was just a collector buying the shoes, right? And then eventually, I was like, I, it was actually a mall over in Denton, Golden Triangle Mall. I was like, if I go get two pairs of shoes, I can sell one of these shoes and pay for, potentially pay for my other pair of shoes. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, there's something here. So I kept doing that a couple- uh, Around what time is this? This is 2000- How old are you? I'm 32, buddy, 33. How old are you? 35. 35. All right. Yeah. So this is probably 2009. I've started doing flipping shoes. What was that first shoe you got? First what, shoe you know? was uh, Cavs Jordan 4. Nice. That's a good one. Cavs Jordan I want 4, that shoe. I think, was the first one where I realized I could f I could get more than one pair. Yeah. Because you see, like. This, this pre raffle? This is pre-raffle. That was just first come, first serve. Nice. Yeah, this is pre-raffle. Now, there was some stores where I, I would go in there. I think it was like 2013 Jordan 1 bread. I went in there, and they were like, if you buy the hoodie, we'll let you get the shoe early. And I was like, well, how many hoodies can I get? And they were, like, <laughs> <laughs> they were not expecting And he that. was like, I mean, whatever you want, man. So I think I got like five hoodies and got five pairs of Jordan 1s, flipped all those. So from there, I realized, okay, then I was like, well, how are people buying them online? I'm going online. I'm trying to buy them, and I can't. It's just selling out instantly. And I was and then people were like, "Well, it's bots that are doing it." And I was like, what do you mean bots? Like it wasn't bots. wasn't It wasn't a thing like it is now, yeah. right? Like, and I was like, "All right, well, let me look into this." So I you was were like, an early bird on the. On the I bots? was an early. I was an early bird on the bots. Early bots. Early bots. Um, and I got in um, just hours of research online hours of research getting into different discord groups you know just going on youtube videos researching how to make bots i was already in the engineering field so i was like all right i i know some people i know i know my way around scripting i can figure out some stuff um and i figured out how to get in with this group of guys that were still it was, this is still early on Almost every single person from that group of guys that I was in ended up being the biggest bot developers in the world. Till this, to this day. To this day. Yeah. To this day. Right. Um, we didn't know that. None of us knew that. We just all knew, hey, we can make some money doing this. And we love shoes. So we did that. Um, did a couple, a couple different bots uh, that I was a part of. Um, and we just started wrecking havoc on the internet. Just... There is a website. Well, I don't know how much of this I should say. It's, it's not, but not, I'm not the one saying it. Yeah. Um, but there's websites we would take thousands of pairs of every single drop. Thousands and thousands and thousands of pairs. No regular consumers would get the pairs. We would take everything. Now, now this is pre-bot protection days, too. This is Yeah. This like, is, there's no this such is thing pre, as bot protection. Now, day. I do wish I would have known this stuff like 
a couple years earlier, like when the, I, we still talk about this to this day, like when Red October shock dropped and like Nike, all they would do is just tweet. They would just put, they would just tweet out, hey, this here's is dropping, here's the yeah. link, right? Like, and I know back then there had to have been people that knew what we knew, like, that were just eating up that stock, right? But, um, so yeah, we figured out how to, how to make bots. Like we ran the game for years, you know, I mean, to this day, right? Um, ran the game, taking pairs off of all these websites. And because of that, I had a huge inventory of shoes. Not only would we bought in the United States, we bought all around the world. So Scott always tells everybody, like, I stay up all night because you have to catch the time zones, right? As a release happens in the world, it all happens on the same date. But it may start at, it usually starts at like 5 p.m. Um, with Your uh, Asia time. With, yeah, you, you, have, you have Asia, then you go into Europe. It just keeps going all the way around until you get back to the next morning, which is U.S. drop. Jesus. Right. When so, I tell you he's up for days, I'm not exaggerating. Then he comes right. into the shop without sleeping. Now, and bear, I, does I mean, keep in mind, I was still working my corporate job. Yeah. So I'm working, I'm literally going, waking up, going to work, coming home, and then just botting, like just figuring out everything I need to figure out, right? Yeah. And we end up, yeah, I have this huge stock. I have, and the reason why I said um, about botting overseas, I would keep stuff in a warehouse in Europe. Mm -hmm. So I'd keep pairs in, in Europe. I'd keep pairs in Wait, different. Who, did you know somebody in Europe or you just hired a service? So services. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, trust, I, the trust to yeah. do something. But, uh, I, did where, where up, you, I did end up knowing Where are you from though, Ian? So originally I was actually born in, in London. Oh. So I, I grew up in England until I was eight years old. Moved over here. Um, my dad is an engineer. Um, worked for Nokia back in the day when it was popping. Um, and that's why we moved over here. Um, from that he ended up going to, he went from Nokia to Blackberry and then I actually interned at Blackberry like way back mm. in the day, like, yeah, fresh out of high school pretty much. Um, so we had all this, all these shoes. And like I said, one of my, my old business partners knew these guys and we're like, hey, you guys got the clothes, we got the shoes, let's go together, let's do these pop-ups. We did the pop-up, I had all the shoes there, but because I was still working my job, I didn't really like, I was more like Scott said, behind the scenes, like yeah. just give the pairs, you handle this. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm selling, I'm not just selling pairs at this pop-up. I'm selling pairs online, eBay, StockX. Yeah. I'm selling pairs to stores in different countries. Like I have pairs going everywhere because we just have so many. Um, so I wasn't there as much and we didn't really end up knowing, knowing each other, right? Um, until Bro, the, the store opened. I didn't opened. even know you were that guy until yeah. You called me, but yeah. we'll get there. Yeah, in a yeah second, we'll get there. We'll but... get there. Um, I guess we can go back to all right yeah. now. The store opens, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so these guys are getting ready to do a pop up. They have the um, they have the shoes. We have the clothes, and this is just a couple months before we get into opening our store in the Galleria. But what you guys have to understand is the the store we have right now was a struggle because for about eighteen months we were trying to get a store. My dad believed that the store was the smartest thing for us because we had capitalized on retail prior and now we know everything about wholesale. Both those is what makes up a boutique. Is the only thing is, is I never owned the boutique before. I just worked there. Mm -hmm. So we're trying all these different places. We're going everywhere. Deep Ellum, American Airlines, you know, talking to different venture capitalists, companies, and we settle with one in Deep Ellum. We're jumping through hoops. We're talking PowerPoint projects, three or four different meetings, explaining to these people our concepts. You know, we want to do a boutique and then also resell sneakers. And so 
they get it, but they don't understand. Like they, they hear what we're saying, but it doesn't make sense to them. And what's going on right now in Deep Elm at the time is they're gentrifying. So they have this concept that they're trying to create and they, they're trying to bring more people on board, but at the same time, they're very cautious of who they bring. So they allowed on the contract, we agreed, we signed it, we put 20K down, okay, done. Then we get a phone call like, hey, we wanna have a talk with you guys. So we go back in there and they're like, we, we, we like what you guys are doing, we would love to move forward, but we wanna make a couple changes in the contract. We're and I was, I'm like, okay, well, mm. what are you guys talking about? Well, we would like you guys to be more like Urban Outfitters and like Zara and not so much like uh urban, like be. urban and i said uh, so i yeah. said so you're afraid we're going to be bringing the wrong crowd of people because all i see is gray yeah i mean i don't see color yeah, 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 yeah and so at that very moment larry you know being someone of color and and of course i already who, knew where, what time it where, was. where i stand, <laughs> and where i stand i said you know i i don't think this is this is right for us and we, we politely asked for our money back and to be the contract to be terminated. Now, in all reality, if they really wanted to be rude, they could have told us we can no, go yeah. to court for it. Yeah. I'd have to pay for their lawyer fees. I'd probably lose all the down payment, paying for their lawyer fees, but I'd probably end up winning mm -hmm. and I'd take whatever's left over. But they're cool about it. Gave us our money back, gave us a contract, we ripped it up. Went to American Airlines, tried the same thing, just wasn't working. Larry got a message from God. He comes to the warehouse one day and he's from like, from, from the Lord. Oh, got it. And he comes back, he's like, Scotty. He's like, God told me we need to just stop. He's like, when when he's ready, he'll give it to us. Mm -hmm. Not felt when we want it. Mm -hmm. So stop pushing the scenario. Keep do He's telling me to just keep doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And when that opportunity is there, we'll have it. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So I left it alone. And I'm praying, because I, I need an understanding now. Like, you spoke to Larry, like, why am I not getting talked to? How did, how did he? It was just the realization of like, we were, you know what they say, like when something feels forced, you know what I mean? It's I like do. we were trying to force somebody to give us a yeah. store yeah. and considering we knew what we were about to do and it shouldn't have had to be yeah. that hard to convince somebody. But it makes sense because the building that we had was a shell. So they're like, you know, you have to pay for plumbing, HVAC, electricity and walls. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're agreeing <laughs> to all these things, not knowing that each thing's six figures. To plumb a whole store, that's bands. Uh, electricity, uh, restrooms, that's hundreds and thousands of dollars. We would have been in debt just and because- you don't own the building. And You're we don't own the building. Yeah. And, we didn't, the building. and we didn't care. We're like, yeah, 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 because we just wanted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it made sense when he was like, no. And so now I'm praying to God and I'm like, what's going on? Like, I need, I need answers now. And he's like, you're half-stepping. He's like, you want one thing, but you're leading a life another way. Change how you're acting over here and I'll give you whatever you want. What did he mean by that? What, you, what were you doing? Going out, smoke, uh, smoking, like not cigarettes, but like you know, smoking weed, going Ooh, out. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> Pine Park. Uh, lusting, yeah. you know, things of that matter that, that aren't of God. And yeah. so, you know, I stopped smoking. So you're a very religious person. It, it's one of those things where it's like, I have my relationship with God. I don't force nothing yeah, on yeah, anybody. Yeah, yeah. So you'll see like on my social media, I'll throw a little subliminal things like, thank you God for this. You know, see that, I got yeah. my, I don't have one on cause I gave mine away, yeah. but I have my WWJD bracelets I wear and I give away on our website for free. Yeah. I pay for them. I pay for the shipping. Everything's free. You can get a free WWJD bracelet from me. And so I'm, I got to cut these things out. So I'm four and a half years uh, sober of marijuana now. I stopped completely. Haven't smoked since. Congratulations. Um, I stopped going out. Just since since COVID, we've gone out what, like three times in Dallas, yeah, maybe man. two of those times. I got like, COVID when I went out, 
So, <laughs> you know, I stopped lusting. I got into a, a serious relationship that I was in for almost five years. You know, so I changed my whole way of life. And then the next thing you know, he tells me, go look at the Galleria. So I told Larry, I'm like, Yo, he's telling me to go look in the Galleria. Yeah. And so, and not for knowing us, anything. That was a crazy thing because our style of boutique we is didn't like, be in not, the we didn't want to we be. That was like be. the last place <laughs> we, we, we wanted to go. We always talk about how we never wanted yeah, to be in the, the mall. Yeah. Yeah. We want to have pop-ups, parties, meet and greet. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. want anyone telling me what hours I need to be open and closed. But in the back of my head, he's telling me like, go to the Galleria. So, okay, whatever. So I go to the Galleria and I, I call somebody. Um, a friend of ours, she answers. She's like, yeah, come in. So we come in. I don't have to do a PowerPoint. I don't have to have five meetings. I don't have to jump through hoops like I did for Deep Ellum and these other places. I casually sat down with her and me and Larry told our story. She loved us. Mm -hmm. Now, the craziest part is I, I'm a felon. So my whole life, um, my, my record has haunted me everywhere I go. So I got out and you know, I'm not who I was before when I went in, I'm a different person, but Society doesn't look at you like that. They just see on paper what you've done, and that's you. You well, are now see what they're worth, what you're worth to their bottom line. Right, mm -hmm. and so that's you. You're that guy. You're not who you're trying to tell me to be. But it's like I pay my dues. I contribute to society. Like you know, what I'm saying I, I am one with society now. But no one sees that. So the last you know eight years, my dad's had to lease my car, my apartment, anything that I've ever wanted. Can't get credit cards. Had to do the. Uh, Secured, secured car, secured car, like how to do all these things because of the life I chose prior. So being on a contract on anything is just unheard of for me right now. So we get accepted and it's time to sign this lease. And I, and I call my dad and he's like, just write that you, you know, have you been convicted of a felony? And I'm like, fuck, like I want to lie, but I can't. My dad's just like, just write that you have. So I'm like, okay. So I write it down and Larry fills it out or whatever get a phone call like it was like a couple days later they're like you've been accepted i'm like really they're like yeah i was like my name's on the lease they're like your name's on the lease and i just fall on the ground crying like just couldn't get words out of my mm -hmm, mouth mm -hmm. just cry my eyes out because i've never ever been able to do any like i've always been that guy that's just so you're no longer a headache and yeah, so yeah. now you know we we signed the lease and we have now this this store that we're opening and we had just met the pop-up, yeah, yeah. like in between all that, the pop-up's so going what, on. So the pop-up happens as this is happening. While this yeah. is going yeah, on. Yeah, Fuck. Yeah. And so, serendipitous. Right. Yeah, and so now we have this store, right? So we go into the store. The store has electricity, of course. It's in the mall. Uh, plumbing. But then it also has security cameras already installed. It has surround sound music already installed. It has uh, a desk already installed. It has mounts for the TVs already installed. And I'm looking at Larry and I'm like, this is what God was talking about. Like, this is what he was saying. Like, chill, change how your habits. Because Larry, Larry changed habits too about mm -hmm. himself too to, to make this happen. Change your habits and I'll give you everything you wanted. And so now when we're walking to the store, I'm debt free now. I don't have to pay for any of these things that I was going to cause years of headaches yeah. for. Now it's just given to me, you know, free of cost. As long as I just did as he said. And... We're opening the store and we're like, well, we need to do sneakers. And so I reached back out to his business partner and he's like, yeah, you know, well, I got you. We'll put a sneaker wall in there. And uh, our sneaker wall was little. It was like. Yeah. Keep in mind, keep in mind the entire section that's in the back with the grass floor. That's that's walled all the way up. Yeah. That's, that our private selection room. 
what that's, that's, that's yeah, the yeah. Uh, dressing, dressing room. room dressing room like this is just the front part just that's the front all there part. is so i'm talking yeah. probably like five rows yeah for shoes it's like did we have it's like did, 30 40 pairs did of we shoes. have the cases in the back yet at that point or no was it just we had the to wall? go and get those it was later. just the wall first no, right? we just okay. had the wall Jesus. so we had maybe 30 shoes and the back was just storage and in, in, in the room like you said the, the yeah yeah it was just yeah. big wide open yeah. room with what was in there before uh chic shoes, shoes. Yeah, shoes. so it was literally the back was just shelves all the way across because their inventory that's why the back was sneakers. so big which is gonna lead mm. into our next part and right? so it's like uh I'm like, okay, cool. So we built this wall. You know, his business partner comes in there. We put our 30 shoes in there. We're so proud of it. <laughs> and it's like, we thought we were so cool. And the whole time, like, I didn't even know. I don't. Even, I didn't even know Ian. Yeah. Like, I don't even recall meeting you at the pop-ups. Like, I remember you being there, but yeah. I don't recall just, like, yeah, interacting yeah, 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 with yeah, yeah, yeah. you. I always just talked but I'm also to your business more, partner. I'm, a, I'm more of a quiet, reserved, mm -hmm. like, sit in the back and just observe type of guy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not out Still? there. No. Ah, a little different. Uh, once that no. camera comes, and it's, yeah, and it's, and it's funny because we don't do business with people because yeah. we can't do business with other people. Nobody thinks, acts, and moves the way we do. So anytime we've ever like attempted to do something with other people, it just never works. Mm -hmm. And we attempt, we attempted to do it with this other guy, and we, it lasted like thirty days, maybe about sixty no, we days. Did it. We had a couple Ooh. months. We got yeah. through. We, we opened got through in Christmas. October. We, we got, got through Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. So about yeah. three. And months. it's just. We were eye to eye, bumping heads, like petty things, things that you should never take that serious, just that you should just let go and keep yeah, moving yeah, yeah, forward because yeah. you guys know where you're trying to get. Yeah. But it just, it just never worked that way. And so we basically told him, like, we we're never contractually contracted together. So I was just like, you got to go, man. Like, you're a headache. I'm over here trying yeah. to do these things. You guys were just like, oh, we'd rather not have shoes than deal with yeah. that headache. And, so, and, and Ian's like, hey, but my shoes are being sold in this store and I want to keep selling shoes. Yeah. Like, so, don't let him ruin it for yeah, my shoes. So I get yeah, a yeah. phone call and I don't even remember. Again, I, I don't, still don't remember either. I don't, I don't remember. I'm just, like, did I my, just call you, you or called, text it or something? No. He called me. I want to say I talked to you Is that because what it was? then I went back to Scott and was like, Okay, because <laughs> however it worked, I was yeah. in my warehouse and I'm on the phone with Ian now and he's explaining to me like, look, I'm the guy behind the shoes. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, all those shoes were mine. Like, yeah. he, you know how like you have Ben Baller yeah. and then you have If & Co. If & Co is the guys who actually make all the jewelry. Ben Baller's like the face. That's kind of how it was. Yeah. Ian was If & Co. He had all the product and made it. The other guy was just a face doing on the front line, handling all the busy work. Now, keep in mind, I met him through uh, SneakerCon. I actually had a booth at SneakerCon, and he had the booth next to me. And then he ended up hitting me up and was like, hey, maybe we, he, he realized I, he knew my story of how I bought it. Actually, the story that how he met me was I pulled up to that SneakerCon with like 300 and something pairs of zebras. <laughs> and that was like unheard of back then. And I was next to him. Still and unheard of. It, yeah. It's still unheard of. Like, when I bought the, the, I bought the zebras for 700 bucks and yeah. then. Six months later, they're like fucking three hundred bucks. Yeah, this is and this is when the re-release. This is when the zebras were seven fifty. Period. Till this day. Well, when they first came out, they were two thousand dollars. Yeah, remember that video that guy traded like all those crazy shoes. Then they dropped to like seven hundred. The time where I took all these zebras up there is when they were like seven hundred dollars. And these guys, bulk buyers, were walking around before, and they came. They bought almost every single pair I had at that booth before SneakerCon even opened. And he saw it happen. He was sitting next to me. He's like, "What do you do, bro?" And then he kind of talked, and I was like, "Well." 
maybe I could, and it was just kind of like, hey, I'll give you pairs, you sell them for me, and then I just needed an, as many another outlets, outlet and as many outlets Everybody's as I could get selling to sell at all stuff. times. Exactly, exactly. So, so that's that's how I had met him, and even at the even when the store happened, he was like, hey, they're opening the store in the gallery. They're the guys that we put into our pop up. Um, do you want to just put some shoes in there and we can just run it? So I also didn't know what kind of agreement. He obviously had some kind of agreement where he was probably making more money. Oh, he was putting a lot more on he top of what He was making more money asking. through at the, you know, from between him and them versus what I was just like, just give, I just need my money, whatever, just run it. Just give yeah. me my stuff, right? So that's kind of the relationship we had there. It wasn't like, hey, this is my business partner, business partner. This is just an outlet for me. That's kind of where the problem was, though, because yeah. Ian would give him the shoe. And he would add his money on top and then give us a shoe. And then we'd add our money on top. And then by that point, the shoe's outrageously priced and it didn't make any sense. And then that's where the headache was. It's like, well, can you bring it down to this price so that it would make And he, he won it. And it was just well, very. he couldn't because, because he was cutting himself cutting out. That would be cutting yeah. himself out. But I just remember sitting at the warehouse and I'm on the phone with Ian. And he had sent me over like an Excel sheet. And I'm like, yeah, you have a lot of shoes. He's like, did you see the other the other tabs? And I'm like no and i scroll back up and there's like four tabs yeah. so i start clicking on all these tabs it's i'm like, like london, bro. london and like all i'm these like different bro places where is all this stuff yeah. at and he's like oh i got this here and that there and damn and i'm like you have a lot of shit and he's like i know he's like that's why i'm calling you like you might have had these problems with him but that doesn't have anything yeah, to do yeah, with yeah, me yeah. like yeah. let's try to figure something out and move forward and so we came in that day we we're talking about it and yeah. then that was when we were like, okay, if we're really going to do this, like, let's do this the right way. Yeah. Like, let's partner up. Let's invest. Let's really figure it out. I got the store. You got the shoes. Yep. Collectively, those two things is what you need on each side to to make things actually really work. And I don't, we never came up with a, a, another name, right? We've always, I don't think so. It, it was, was always private selection, It was selection, always right? private selection. And that moment when we just like, hey, we need a name for this company we're going to start. Yeah, we weren't tossing anything around. Mm. Our, our old logo, we did have yeah. an old logo and it was like a... Like a, easy, <laughs> like you know when you go into like a restroom and it's like the little like employees only like logo on the door yeah, with, yeah, with braille, with braille on it. So ours said private selection with a Yeezy with braille on it, and that was our first That's logo. Dope. It was yeah. cool. Why we have it in that on office. A well, because you know I mean? we knew eventually that the Yeezy would it, it would become like an aged thing, right? But we not only that, Yeezys were more popping at that time yeah. than Jordan was. That's why we picked the Yeezy. Yeezy yeah. was just killing it and so we made the silhouette easy i regret i would have loved it it should have been aj1 but <laughs> at that time you go with what what's working yes. and you know we signed the contract we teamed up and we just first started with that one shelf again and the two pillars that we bought they were just like the little silly ikea pillars that yeah. holds like the circular ones that holds like maybe three shoes that's on where each our row. heat was we that thought was we odd, were so the, the cool heat was in there yeah. we thought we were so cool were you I mean, I felt like I was. Then you were. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, the, you know, the, the perception is everything. All right. Uh, I, I want to take a quick commercial break. I want to yep. say hi to the sponsor, and then I want to get back uh, in for the second half uh, as to, you know, the store launching, and then where, like, how many iterations of it has there been, and then obviously to, mm -hmm. to get here. So mm -hmm. uh, give us a second. We'll be right back. Uh, give me a second while I say hello to the sponsors really quickly. This sponsor is a sponsor that's been around for a very long time. One of my favorite ones because it actually helps people get ahead and it is upstart uh we've all been there right like we all have credit card debt we've been there where we have uh three to four all different interest rate and there is no end in sight of getting out of the cycle of the forever ending interest payments interest payments so what upstart does is that it allows you to sort of consolidate all of these different credit card debt or debt in general and make it into one monthly payment 
with one fixed rate for one for for your whole debt, right? Upstart powered personal loans can be uh, can help you pay down high interest debt, as I just mentioned, all online with simple and easy to understand payment terms. Upstart has already helped over 1.8 million people uh, see their path to financial freedom. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment. You can check your rate in minutes for loans between 1,000 and 50,000 thousand dollars without impacting your credit score and why is that because they look more they look at more than just your credit score you're more than just your credit score they look at your employment history they look at your employment they look at just more than just your credit score and upstart knows that um that it's easier for them to consider different models and other factors that go into your loan application whether it's your income employment and other information that you provide at the time of uh of you applying right Anyway, you guys have heard me talk about them before. It has helped a bunch of people. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, they it's working so well for a lot of the people that watch this that they are going to extend the partnership with us. So thank you to them. Um, don't wait and check your rate today at upstart.com slash E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P. That's upstart.com slash eavesdrop, U-P-S-T-A-R-T.com slash eavesdrop. Uh, and the loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and other certain information provided your loan application. Uh, if you go to upstart.com slash eavesdrop, and I'll put the description I'll put the link in the description down below to make it super easy for you and do as other viewers have done on this podcast and get ahead. Uh, I, I can't stress enough how how happy I am that people that this is actually helping people and more importantly that you guys are actually benefiting from this because it's it's obvious that they are happy with the eavesdrop podcast and we of course are happy with them because it helps out the green wall so thank you to them I appreciate them uh, stepping up and continuing to to promote uh, this very helpful tool uh, back to the podcast with my boys now again the link in the description for um, for upstart.com slash eavesdrop will be there. Super easy to do. Just go in there, check it out. Hopefully it can help you get to financial freedom. Uh, we were off, offline. We were sort of talking about, you know, uh, sponsors have, have tried to sponsor the podcast or your your vlogs and your sneaker con stuff. And we were talking about how I do it. And I say I never allow any... There's collaborative effort between our, our partners. They're not even sponsors. They're our partners because we choose them the way that they choose us. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So this isn't, they're not paying us to do something. They are not paying us to be cool. We have a business relationship in which they buy ad space and stuff that we like to promote to mm, to, to our fans. So nice. they're not involved in the creative process unless it's a collaborative and they have an idea and I and, and we like it's it as a team. It, yeah. and, and then we work off of that. But the majority of the time, they don't know how to talk to my people. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way that you guys talk to us, the the the, the viewers, they don't know. Yeah. And my relationship was with y'all, not with Pepsi or right. not with right, 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 whoever. Right. Okay. So the way that you that you pitch Pepsi to me is the way that you would pitch me the private selection hat that you're wearing, right? The trucker hat. That that's how that's the, the how the conversation goes, and and every brand will respect that. If not, they're not the right brand. Yeah. And they don't get it. And so far, they don't deserve they, we've, we've so turned far down, they've all been the we've wrong. We turned down brand. some five figures before, yeah, which yeah. is big to us because we're yeah, we're course. fairly yeah. new. So it's like yeah, yeah, we, yeah, turn, yeah. we turned down New Balance. We turned. I mean, we that's did. the five Whoa. figure one. Whoa! Yeah, yeah we turned New Balance down. Whoa! Yeah, dude, what? I was gonna wear they my. They wanted uh, me to wear these my, GR pairs. But, but that's what it was, though. They wanted us to wear the general release stuff that. We don't like, wear like, bro, we like, wear the hype stuff. People come to us for early birds on the hype stuff. <laughs> like, they don't want to see general no. release. Our brand is solely about hype, and you want me to middle mall. Yeah, no. And I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I and, like they, and I remember I, I, the guy on the phone, he's like, so you're just going to turn down $12,000? I'm like, 
Yeah. Yeah. My character, my who I am is way more important than selling out. That's important, but you're not going to sacrifice the trust that you, on a YouTube channel, this is how how it works. The trust that I have with them, over 12 grand, over 50 grand, over 100 grand. Like even then in, in, in situations like that, like I just still wouldn't. I just, you know, our, our jerseys would look like a NASCAR uh, jersey. Yeah. And, 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 and I'll, I'll do it if it's all the right brands that yeah. we that we right. believe in. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. But just like just like that, it's just like it's not worth the trust. I've been on this thing for and I, this thing I call YouTube for 13, 14 years. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to turn my back on my yeah. for what? Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I'd, I'd rather eat shit for a week. Would <laughs> you, you know what I'm Would you guys have a, a, a Bush's Baked Beans sponsorship on your I, optic I, jerseys? See, I was gonna say on Hector, yes, because I that's what that's what I use, right? Bush's pinto beans to when my mom doesn't cook, and and Jude, my wife, doesn't uh, do the beans from the from I'm Mexican, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, obviously, uh, so my mom makes them from scratch, best, best, best ever. Uh, but we at home, my my wife and I make them out of the Bush's beans. So yeah, I would. So I asked because we were in the hotel room the other night. Of course, yeah. when you're in a hotel room, nothing's on TV. Yeah. It's ESPN at midnight, and there's a cornhole tournament, <laughs> professional cornhole, and they're all all their jerseys, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. all their jerseys. They're all sponsored by Bush's Baked Beans, yeah. and me and Ian just had this moment of like, do we need a Bush's Baked Beans sponsor? Yeah. So Bush's, if you're out there, yeah. Early Bird Boys is ready. Yeah. I think. Look, one cornhole, fucking awesome sport to to play and watch. Right. I, I mean, not that I'm yeah. an avid watcher, but I'm super, super down. And and again, sponsorships. As long as you believe in it and you would recommend it to someone, like there's nothing wrong with that. No matter how uncool it may seem to other people, like as long as you you, you vibe with it, like yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. The, it's genuine. Right? The sponsorships yeah. go a long way because. I'm not sponsored by some of these things, but we pr- I promote Reference Co. Mm-hmm. And till this day, well, now that we're going on sneaker cons, we're running into people like I got the reference hat on for Scotty's always talking about it, and then like mm-hmm. I, I do uh, Brave well, it's Bravest a good and product, Remade, though. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, and yeah, I really yeah. like it. But yeah. it goes to show like what we do speak about does Can come like, back like, full yeah. circle, and people really do invest into some of the yeah. stuff that. We talk about it's trust, man. You're yeah. curators. You're curating uh, apparel. You're curating sneakers. You're curating this lifestyle, right? That a lot of people sort of like, you know, gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. I worked at Unlimited Gear in Randhurst Mall in in high school. Wow. I worked at Finish Line in high school. There was another like more uh, like a uh, like uh, formal shoe store that mm. I used to work at too. And then from there. Uh, you know, like I, I, I've been this shit, right? Like, yeah, so, yeah, so for yeah. me, it's like that, 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 that sort of thing. I will, I'll, I will, I don't think I'll ever know or have the knowledge that you guys have. Like, uh, which, what are you wearing today? Lance Mountains. See, I would not. They I, rub off their dough. Yeah, so they, the, yeah. See that, that I know. Yeah. But I wouldn't know the name, and I wouldn't know that. What you, you know? Obviously, that easy to blues. Two thousand. Yeah. These are the two thousand two Supremes. Yeah. You Supreme, them, respect them, them, them heats. <laughs> respect. Yeah, yeah. You, you what is what, you knew you had to come correct. Or? What is what does a pair of those go for? Uh, I think I think this exact pair was on eBay for like five grand. Yeah, that's I think that, it's like five grand stock. minimum. Yeah. yeah. So how much yeah. would you sell those for right now? I wouldn't sell them. So sacred I, cow. I'd say twenty five hundred, three thousand, something like that. Used at least. But you least. wouldn't. No, no, no. It was used five thousand. No. Same. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Used he got five thousand. That's a lot. What you say? Oh, <laughs> I didn't think they're that high. Used. But also, yeah. he's a, he's also got a unicorn size. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the other thing. Oh, 13. 13. 13. 12, 13. Oh, 13. Those that, are hard, harder to find. That's yeah, what. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. probably yeah, why. The other sizes, the smaller sizes, yeah, which like they make nine more through of, ten and yeah. a half. Those are flooded. Yeah, so it's a little bit more yeah, easier. Yeah, that's what I got on. Sidetrack. 
I, you're talking about uh, cornhole. That same night, me and uh, Michael were watching professional tag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's a real thing. The Envy or uh, Envy Gaming, they had uh, right. They did, Matt. They had a, they sponsored some fucking racer. These kids what? were yeah, flying. That's, that's fine with me. It was like a gymboree. Yeah. Like they were just, just swooping through shit. the poles, like people? bro. Yeah. It was. In, I was. I was intense. Like I was sitting there, like just like holy shit. Like this is. Yeah. I didn't know. This was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's professional tag. Yeah, that, wow. I mean that—that's that, the sort of—that's the sort of thing. Like a lot, a lot of people look at this industry, or in gaming specifically, because it was like one of the first things that, like, sort of a vertical in YouTube that exploded yeah. and yeah. made fucking millions of creators millionaires. Yeah. Um, they they see that as like the end all be all when it's not that right. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you look at the overall broad spectrum of creators on YouTube, it's not just one. It's not sneakers. It's not gaming. It's fishermen. It's golf guys. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like yeah. it, it it is so broad and, and wide that the next ten. I mean, shit. I mean, we're we're almost you know uh, in in Web three. Yeah. Like it's all about community built. Like this is this is like the future yeah. brands. All of the blue chip. Companies that you know today are going to continue to be blue chip, sure, but there's going to be additional ones and so they're going to come straight out of YouTube and creators yeah. from YouTube. I mean, you I guys agree. have your own arena in Dallas, right? They built a little spot for you guys. Yeah, esports arena. Yeah, the esports arena. Yeah, esports arena. arena. Like, that's how real you know it is when you have your own stadium. arena. Yeah, just when for the sport that. gets a arena. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. When, I, when I heard about that, I was yeah. kind of like confused. because like, they did a sneaker event there. We yeah. went to a sneaker event and there. I went, and I read it, I'm like, whoa, like, this is just for that? And they're like, yeah, they built it for the gaming. I was like, yeah, wow, so, that's, that's what yeah, you know. Yeah, it's 100,000 square feet. We own and operate it. Crazy. Um, but that's that's just a stadium. Like, the, the, there are actual stadiums, right? Stadiums. Actual yeah. fucking stadiums yeah. that <laughs> yeah. are built for gaming. Mind-blowing. It, yeah. it is, but, I mean, if you think about it, like, think, uh, I, I did the research on it. You can fit um, 29,000 people at, um, at the American Airlines Center, mm. right? Your audience is two times that stadium. Yeah. So you pack that stadium twice and all of them at the same time or within a period of 24 hours all clicked on your video. Right. Yeah. Now, the crazy right. thing about yeah, that is back, backtrack to like 2000, and 2000 through 2003 when I played Counter-Strike and I was in Cal League, mm -hmm. we would have to pack up our whole PC yep. and we would go to the bottom floor of the Hilton in yep. Austin and you would set up... They'd have like sections and it'd be like a big land party, but it was just, you would have your whole team plugged in and everything and everyone would just in be Austin? down. Yeah, everyone in would just In the convention be, center? Yeah, and everyone just What's be, it called, Matt? It's this a, was over by the Arboretum downstairs yeah, yeah, in yeah. Austin. No, we, yeah, 2002, yeah. 2003. Oh, yeah. He's I like, was, we were there. It's quick. No, <laughs> I, 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 I was Cal M League for Counter-Strike. We had a group called Silent Hitman. Hell yeah. And we had our own server and everything. And we would do all these tournaments. And then it was you would have to just rent out a spot. So now fast forward 20 years later, it's like now they're building spots for that. And it's just like from me being there at the beginning when yeah. it was like carrying your own Super shit in there yeah. to now that it's just, it's mind blowing to me. Yeah. And the checks that they went on that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Dude, the crazy. I love it. I, think uh, I mean, cool I'm, I'm, I'm going to look it up here, but I think it's uh what, what did uh Dota was the last international 40 something million. Look it the up. First real quick. place. For first place, what? no, no, 40, 46 million dollar pool. A oh, pool, okay, okay. I was but like, still, whoa, forty six. How it's, many people it's, did that split between? <laughs> uh, 
first place gets like I think like uh, twelve mil that's divided insane. divided amongst sign me six up. people and a coach. I feel like that's like boxing money. It is. And the coach. See, there yeah. was no coaches back in the day. We would just train in our server yeah. all day. I mean, the, the coaches techniques. like started to become like there, there's always sort of coaches, and I don't. Maybe like in the last three years has become a little bit more prominent. In Call of Duty specifically, I mean, Counter-Strike has always had analysts, coach. Like we have, a uh, for Call of Duty, we have a coach, an, an assistant coach that's also an analyst, and then obviously the players are their own analysts. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's wild. When, when we came here and, and did our episode here in your facility, that was kind of one of the things that I went into on our episode because I was blown away. He was like, I'm that the coach. That was Halo the coach. Too, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they Halo. were playing Halo. Yeah, yeah, you guys had explained it to me, so I was watching him, and it was just like, so because he could see all of you yeah, so he knows he was, like and what? i i just thought that was mind-blowing yeah i thought that was so incredible yeah it's the the they they are fighting in a in a metaverse 18 million 18 million so, so let's say on, on, on uh six on six. average on average the org will probably take like uh, I'm gonna do it broad. Yeah, they'd be between twenty and forty percent. Some take to yeah. fifty. I mean, it depends on the relationship yeah, yeah, that you yeah, have, yeah, right? Yeah, and exactly. how if you're paying somebody a fucking shit ton of money, then you are in exchange gonna get something in case. If in case they win, you get some of your investment back. So now, how many times a year is, is are those things being played? Uh, once a year, but there are other tournaments in between. Tournaments, yeah, yeah, look, everybody watching this already knows all about video games, so let's move on. I'll, t- oh, yeah, I'll yeah, educate yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. later. We're here yep. to talk. Streetwear, fashion, all that. So where I was, where, where I was going with, uh, uh, where the fuck was I going? I think we were talking about. Uh, well, I was, okay. I was talking about the display cases yes. we had just yeah, got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got these display cases, and we thought we were the shit. And like you said, we we were the shit at the yeah. time. And it was one of those situations where it's like, how do we go bigger? Yeah. And so, again, this goes back to Scotty's brains always. Like these guys will tell you, I come up with these ideas on how to make the store bigger all the time. Non-stop. And so that was the idea. I was like, knock this wall down, push it all the way back, open up another, what, 500 square feet probably yeah, or something like that. And this, that. Maybe and like this is why I said it was going to connect back later that the store used to be a chic store because they had so much storage room in the back. We were able to utilize it for wall space. So we knocked this wall down. And the crazy part about our store is that me and Larry, Big T, and Eddie, who is my manager at the store right now, built the store entirely with our two hands. No contractor, no builder, no designer, nothing. We used our own money and our own skills. Big T would drive down here, teach us how to do, like teach us how to do a bunch of things. Then he Bring would Bring us a couple tools. Yeah. Then he'd leave, then he'd come back like a week later, progress, like, okay, where are we at? That looks good, might wanna fix this. And then teach us how to do the next thing. And you're operational thing. during all this? Like there's part, uh, so we were part in our dust? We had three months to build out before we opened. No, this two is, months, this two is, months. This two months. Now this is before we built that back room right this so we is had the initial opening we Got had it. two months to build the store out uh big t gave me forty thousand dollars and he's like that's for the store and the clothes to go in it and i'm like that's not gonna work and he's like that's all you get <laughs> cool built the store out with twenty two thousand dollars all by hand and then we had uh like twelve thousand or twenty two so we had like twenty eighteen thousand yeah, dollars left to buy clothes now keep in mind nowadays I spend twenty four thousand dollars on one brand on one order. I had to spend eighteen thousand for all the brands and all the orders and spread it across the store to make it look full. So we opened it up with just eighteen thousand dollars worth of clothes. Ian comes on board. Yeah, I brought my shoes. We brought the we we get rid of the other guy. Ian comes on. We put the shoes in there. And now we're like, how do we make this bigger? 
knocked the wall down, expanded all the way through. We stayed overnight that night, right? We stayed over we that. did it all in one night. All knocked the wall yeah. down in and one you night. you guys were, I, I followed along. Yeah. yeah. You so, guys were a story, uh, IG yeah, story, IG. the whole thing. So we built this, the store. We built everything on the other side of the wall prior to knocking the wall down. So yeah. we prepped now, the, Imagine if you would have had the camera guy that you have now. Oh, yeah. Documented Bro. all that. Like, don't you want that? Bro. Oh, yeah. I like, have, this is, do you? I have old. I just talked to him the other day. I, I you don't have, have to text. He's he, already putting in a Google Drive yeah, for me. Yeah, he, he has videos. He was coming in. My buddy Charles. Yeah, uh, shout out to Charles. Uh, he was coming in and filming us like every couple of days. He'd come in just to see. So he has a lot of old footage of me and Larry just like daydreaming out loud on the it's camera. Pretty incredible. Good like stuff. we were talking about how we can't wait to get chains, like the No Limit days, and the, here we are with chains, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the No Limit days, and giving them to all the people on our team. So it's just, it's really crazy. Like, you can, I mean, you Damn. see the store is like, like no, ta even, no yeah. tattoos, no jewelry. Anything I was wearing was fake. I mean, the Cartiers were fake. <laughs> Scott the, showed us the, the chains were fake. My watch was out. fake. Like it's one of those scenarios. Like you just fake, fake it till you, you make, make it. it. Exactly. Yeah. And so we're like, how do we scale this bigger? And we're like, all right, cool. Let's invest. There's we're, nothing wrong with being who you are going to become. Correct. Right. For sure. And so there was two big drops coming out. We had the obsidians. The obsidians. And what was the orange shoe? Uh, the uh, mono. No, 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 that's no, the no. new one. What was it called back then? It was the clays. Was it just yeah, the clay 350s. The yeah. or, their clay 350s and the obsidians were coming out. So we all came together and we invested 7,000 each. Yeah. And we said, this is the initial investment. We're never going to pay ourselves until we reach a goal. Our goal was like 2 million in inventory, Yeah, I believe. Once we hit 2 million in inventory, let's start payroll. Mm -hmm. So we ran with that and reinvested everything for like 16 yeah, months we or took so. all that that's we each put what 777 in yeah. and that's what we used to fund our my bot to get all those to clays, get all the shoes so we get that first push so you got like 50 obsidians and then we got over 100 clays yeah i believe yeah. and then how every, many how many how many does that get 21 grand right how much is that how much does that 21 get? grand i mean divide I, that I, by I think average. it was i think it was i think it was, there were two separate drops there was obsidian and and because play, we did, we really did like we really did five a piece or fifty five hundred. Then we added piece, more, and right? And we added yeah, more we had for the. Add, it like came out to about seven grand. each. Seven and no, now yeah, something like that. he he was working for Blue Apron. Yeah, I was still working. I wasn't at the store. I was so working. For he was stuff. living off of that paycheck. Blue yeah. Apron. Yeah, yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, for. I, I ended up working. That Blue was apron. the company yeah. he he ended up doing for how long? Like ten years or something. Uh, like that? No, no, it was six. Okay. Did Blue Apron ever sponsor the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Tight. Yeah. Shout out to Blue Avery. <laughs> yeah, right? They know exactly who <laughs> yeah, it is. And yeah, so <laughs> we and we had uh, Please Come Home, the boutique side, funding our uh, bills and things of that matter. And so we didn't need anything extra. Yeah. So we just put the money in, set a goal, told ourselves, once we hit that goal, we'll do payroll. 16 months. It was over a year. Yeah, it was over a year. Way over a year went by. Of just flipping that money. Just constantly, constantly. get the profit, put it back in, buy more shoes. Flip, flip, flip. Don't take any money out. So then yeah. it's just, you know, the store. So how, how are you guys eating at this point? Well, we, so we were getting, Scott and I were getting paid from the boutique side, mm. not the shoe side. Got it. So, side. And then he was making his money, money from Blue yeah. yeah. So we and, were just getting a very minimal paycheck our, from the store. Even our bills, we calculated like our rent and car and then added like 500 on top. And yeah. that was our bill. Because we still needed all the money we could have to keep growing that store. Because mm -hmm. I only had 18K worth of clothes and I had all these clothes I wanted to buy, but yeah. no money. Yeah. So we had to sacrifice. Sacrificing is a big deal with me. That's what yeah. I like to preach is sacrificing. And so one day the stores are so crazy in the back. 
And we're like, all right, I think it's time to inventory. Like, let's really find out how much money we got back here. And it was like a little over $2 million worth of shoes. And then we all looked at each other and we're like, hey, time. let's figure this out. Like, mm -hmm. what do we want to pay ourselves? And then from that moment forward, we now started generating two sources of income, mm -hmm. you know, so we get paid every single week now. Yeah. Please come home, private selection, please come home, private selection. And he ended up still working at Blue Apron yeah. for over almost two years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, just, yeah. he just left. Wait, yeah, when I, did, how long ago? I left. Okay, so. <laughs> last he couldn't leave in a sense i though. couldn't leave because i literally have had the email address ian at blueapron.com like i was one of the i was the second person to work in that department from the ground up right you founders equity or anything like that? i did i did get a couple you things. had stocks too yeah. right i had yeah I had a bunch you had of stocks stuff. everything yeah so like i i couldn't really leave because i knew the most and they were like all right can you please at least stay and work one day a week and we'll keep your health insurance we'll keep your health that insurance. was one of the main that problems really yeah i was like sure whatever so i did that for like ever yeah literally like, ever he literally like just left like a year of doing that and then i just left probably like december it wasn't that or long no, ago january i don't know it was around there yeah a couple yeah, just it wasn't in the that last long ago. couple months he finally yeah i finally i was and like so basically long story short we took forty thousand dollars and turned it into a multi-million dollar business within you know less than three years so a little quick throw in so we open or we were set to open the store on october 1st right and so we had these two months free to build out we spent every single dollar that we had to build out preparing for this launch but then when we opened october 1st we, we, was, we had to pay rent Oof. like which mall rent is no <laughs> joke and we, and we had no money to pay no rent and we had no money so we opened like a day two early days. or two days early we opened on like september 28th or something like that it was a saturday we had a huge grand opening party we made rent in one day and we never looked back fuck we've never been debt free paid big t off and everything else is history no like, you've been debt free been debt free, oh, yeah, been yeah, debt -free. Yeah, like yeah. we were never really like we've never ever we've since never that been, day we never took on yeah. any like major debt that we had yeah, yeah, other yeah. than that yeah. 40 grand from scott's dad which we paid back i'm not gonna lie know. though oh. big, big t did come back later like like uh, two years later it's like don't think i forgot about paying all your rent at the old warehouse and larry yeah. uh, and so we had this itemized list and i'm like terry where did you get this list he's like oh i wrote everything down every time so we ended up owing an additional like twenty-three thousand or something at some point in there we did remember my dad did give us some and money your dad for the shoe party he gave us like what 50, 50 grand 50 grand at some point but we paid it back like Fast. Yeah. And then yeah. I, three months is yeah. what we did. We yeah. did a three month deal. And then I loaned. Yeah. I loaned. I like, just want to inject some capital. And yeah. we were like, cool. Yeah. And I, like, I loaned like 21 time and then we did a little flip and made it right yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we've never so really. We, one of those things is like, for instance, like when we opened up that store in Dallas the first time, the first boutique, we we're the first people to bring uh, shoe resale to Dallas. There was no one doing it yet. Once we opened, shortly after Pound for Pound opened, were you ever familiar with Pound no. for Pound? Yeah. It was a Over there in Mockingbird Station. But we were like, huh? Not, Not anymore. anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah. he he. Ran I, off. I know Mockingbird. So he ran I'm, off yeah. with everybody's yeah. stuff. He took off. It was a whole consignment store. But Damn. we were the first people to do resale in Dallas and in Austin. And I just I watched the way it was ran, and I didn't like playing with people's money. That's just something that I'm not cool with. Larry saw it happen. Yeah, and Ian yeah. just agreed with us. He's like, yeah. I'm the same way. We just so, did not want to do consignment. Yeah. So we, we told ourselves like if we don't have the money to do it, then we don't deserve to have it. And so we, that's why we never really took on any sort of like money from anybody because I don't like having that on my, on my shoulders. 
something could happen and that has out of your control and it could be taken from you now you're out of that and out of paying that person i'd rather just be mm -hmm. out but yeah. not owe somebody now that i think about it though scott that's maybe also why because we're like that that's why we're much different than most resale stores where they're all consignment mm -hmm. we own everything we own every store. shoe we yeah. own everything. every shoe every shoe every piece of art every when i tell people that when they come to the clothes. store like people who are familiar with you know what we do or even other store owners they're just like what like yeah. you own yeah. all these nobody like, nobody does it like that yeah. everybody takes consignment you yeah. or they're half and half no risk like, or yeah they buy some yeah, of their part of the stock game, right? but yeah. for the most part they just have kids bringing it to them all day and we're the complete opposite we don't want nothing off the street not only that really. but they don't have an ian yeah and, and that's what allows us to like our profit margins are so much bigger than a consignment store now, so much now bigger. keep in mind our shoes do cost more it, yeah. than people in the city than everyone else in the city but what i try to explain to these people is that we provide a service you know okay well what, what do you mean by that and it's like okay well you you come into the store you know it's real we have your size you try it on and you know it fits and you physically walk out with it that moment all that is a service that we provide that's unheard of you can't go anywhere else. And if you were to go, well, I can go to StockX and get it. Cool. <laughs> go to StockX. You see what happened to StockX. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> go to StockX. You have the chance of it not being real. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't fit, you can't return it. Mm -hmm. And you have to wait anywhere from 10 days to a month Weeks, yeah. to yeah, get yeah. it. So all those things is cool. But if you pay that extra service fee, yeah. you can come on down to private selection. You yeah. can get it instantly. <laughs> and you're also, people don't necessarily, don't. I mean, correct me if I'm fucking wrong, but I don't think that people who are in the business of flipping are going to buy them from StockX and then trying to flip them, right? No, like that's no, not, no, that, that's no. like counterintuitive, right? Yeah, so no. it's just from a consumer standpoint, you yeah. have. What I'm saying is that, like, if if you're not going to get a shoe you can't afford, right? Because you're yeah. not there to flip it, you're there to buy it. Yeah, so, right, pay, for sure. so people who can pay the additional 50 bucks. The, I mean, exactly. I, to yes, have it right now. Have it right I, now. I explain to people if the concept of, like, okay, yeah. valet. Let's say you pull up into a spot and you're it's driving in circles yeah, looking. Exactly. You're driving in circles trying to find a spot and you can't find one. But there's a spot way in the back, but you don't want to walk. So you'll valet and you'll pay a little fee, but they'll take care of you across the board. Same, same, Easier same, experience same thing for you. Here, right? that we're like a valet service. You, the lifestyle. You, yep, you pull right in is. and we take care of everything for you. And when I explain it to people, people that understand it, like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you have people who just want to support us. They don't care about that extra the fee. Like, they love coming in and engaging Not with to mention, our customers. There's, there's stuff that we carry now that you literally can't get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, every time valet comes up, I say, I say it's a lifestyle because my wife doesn't hates the the whole not, doesn't hate the valet thing. I love valet. I love valet. The That's concept my, of paying people to yeah, park for you. Love it. She's like, why don't you, we just walk on the baby? It's a lifestyle. You know <laughs> it's like you see how easy that was. Walking, we're walking right in. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Stress free. And I, you know, it's like I, I like to make friends with with everyone in the world, yeah. right? So like yeah. my valet people are always well taken care of. Yep. Yep. Uh, Venmo, fucking cash, whatever you need, brother. Yep. Like I, I got it because mm -hmm. I don't I'm have the, cash. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I, yeah. I tip very generously. Yeah, same here. It's yeah. become a thing now because, for me, has always been a thing because uh, Scottie Pippen is known for being a bad tipper in yeah. Chicago. And I'm like, man, that's fucked up. Like, yeah, that's so much I money. Mean, that will never be me, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. At the time, I mean, not knowing what, now knowing what I know from The Last Dance, like, yeah, you know, yeah, he wasn't yeah. being taken care of. Yeah. But, so, but still, dude, like. 
for me, it was just early, early bar scene sessions, right? You're like, so in those early days, I was still living in like Huntington Beach. So like packed bars in Huntington and Newport, right? And if you're standing at the bar and you're trying to get a drink and you get no love and yeah. then you get a drink and you tip $2, then you're getting no love. But I realized I would buy a drink and then I would tip 20 bucks. And then anytime I needed a drink, the bartender looks right at me and yeah. Every, you yeah, know but it I mean? ain't gonna be twenty bucks for yeah, per, that, per that, round. No, I mean some, yeah. sometimes I do. Yeah, so my my thing is like if, if it's an open bar, I'm gonna be like, all right, look at my eyes, look at this bill, boom. Don't, yep. Yeah. I'll yep. refill it when I feel like it's appropriate. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in Cancun, my boys and I had the the the, the wave we paid ahead of time the tips, and then after that it was just like it was an open bar, right? Like the, yeah, the bar's yeah. like you pay way ahead. Hair, you know, you do the hair thing, you look baller <laughs> as fuck because it, you, everybody's like, what the fuck, why are you taking care of like, you just look like a motherfucking, you know, So I, 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 have this, I have this thing I do every week. I think I've talked to these guys about it, but every week I do this thing where I bless somebody mm -hmm. and I'll go to just like a, a, a small restaurant, whether it be like Waffle House is one of my favorite places, but Waffle House, little diners or whatever. Typically I just go by myself and I order one thing. So like, you know, one entree is probably like, 15, $16, I might get a coffee or whatever. Tips, or the bill is usually about 20 bucks and I just leave a hundred and I walk out or I'll leave a hundred and then I'll pay for somebody else's table. And it's just something that I do that I, I just feel in Put my it out heart. it comes back to you, man. That just, to, to just take care of people yep. because you never know what situation that person might be going through. And a lot of times, some of those people who work those jobs, it's not what they're passionate about. So they don't typically want to be there. Yeah. So it's just something small like that can can go a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. agree. I'm the same way. Uh, are there any uh, any sacred cows, shit that you have that you collect that you will never, like, obviously, you know, from a, from a an entrepreneurial standpoint, you know, it's all about the flip, all about making money, turning one into two. Is there one thing that you're just, like, not gonna? Ever? Like, out of our own personal collections? Yeah. Oh yeah, I got some stuff. I got. What about you? Lots of stuff. I mean, I guess everything that you have in in your in your own personal collection is just like no, a, it's not everything. Because Scott was just talking about how he wanted to get rid of some of the shoes. So that we were this, going this is so this is my concept when I you know people come to my house or whoever and they're <clears> like, <throat> why do you have this? Why are you buying that? And I try to explain to them that I don't go out to the club, so I'm never just blowing money. Yeah, everything has to appreciate in value mm -hmm. with me. So my toys. They appreciate my artwork prints. They appreciate my classic Mustang I'm building is going to appreciate. Um, my shoes will appreciate. Everything appreciates that. My Rolex, my gold, like over time. So I'm very frugal when it comes to spending money. It has to have some sort of value to it. Correct. Um, I don't like it when I see people just throwing money around. I don't like strip clubs. I don't like any of that kind of stuff. It just doesn't make sense to me. I'd rather save my money than blow gambling? my than blow my money. No, no, no gambling. Scott I do. Doesn't. I don't gamble at yeah. all. He'll gamble. Yeah. I'll bring like five. It's not gambling when you're constantly winning though, right? He wins every time. Yeah, exactly right. He wins. <laughs> That's the only reason why I'm comfortable time. doing it because I'm very strategic when I do it, and then I hit win. The and I'm table. like, man, this yeah. is. Yeah. I'm Larry and I will go hit the couch. I'm, I'm, so, yeah. I'm on a really bad run right now, boys. <laughs> so what I explain to these people when they ask me those questions is like, I'm not wasting money because at any given moment. I could sell these items and either break even or profit. profit. Yeah. 
and so I'm never losing. Yeah, and that's cause and that's part of the reason. Cause toys, you know, like, like well, you don't need another diamond chain. Why? All I'm doing is taking that money and holding it on my neck until I'm ready to get rid of it and now, it, to, yeah. now put luckily it on we else. we have a connection with a jeweler there where we're getting it at cost, not where because yeah, yeah, typically yeah. if someone makes this, they're yeah. taxing it's you four more, times more time, and now yeah, you're way out of it. We we get a lot of love. Look, hey, look, I I your 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 man is you know put all my boys on. Oh yeah, not these. he made he made the little ones. Right? Yeah, the show him, Maddie. Yeah. There it is. Hi. Boom. Shout out Jeff the jeweler. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff the jeweler. jeweler. Greenstones in there, nasty. Oh, yeah, nice. But yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to answer that question, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I buy, I buy to keep forever. Yeah. You know, Ian keeps giving me shoes that I don't truly <laughs> want. So maybe some of those I might trade up yeah. or get rid of. But majority of all the things, you know, my Mirakami prints and my bear bricks, those all are for keeps. But if I had to name one thing, it would be my my Eminem Jordan 2s. I would never get rid of them, ever. And I am. How and much I, could you sell those for right now? Mm, I paid four for them, so I don't know. I definitely have to be over four thousand. Yeah. Original yeah. box, only it has no toe drag, no heel drag. There's certain things you got to look for when buying shoes. Um, but yeah, that and my signed Soriyama Bear Brick. That's pretty, pretty close to me. I feel like there's some other things I could think of, but just like off the top, those were probably. What about me. you? I have a lot of cool stuff, but I don't think <laughs> yeah, I'm partial to any yeah, of it. Larry's never is. I'm one of those guys. Like even my shoes, right? Like now I've I I used to be at this thing where it's like anything over a hundred pairs is like <clears throat> too much. So then I would like sell a couple mm -hmm, pairs mm -hmm. to like keep this hundred. Now I'm at like 150, and it just it's getting out of control. But I am willing to sell some. But everything to me is just about store of value. Right. So like I spent the money, but I didn't, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's yeah. just shoes now instead of cash. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so everything for me is about store of value. And I don't think that any of it, I bought it with the intention of I'm going to store the value because later it'll, you know what I mean? He I says know. that, but I see him wear some of these shoes. Yeah. He bought those Grateful Deads and then like came in one time. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and that's the thing. I'll have these thousand dollar shoes and I'll wear it once and then I regret it. You know, so yeah. Yeah. I, you regret yeah. it. Yeah, but well, you can sell I mean, it's used, right? I can, but, I yeah, but, but then you're not getting the full value. What you're not getting what you put into it mm. back yeah. out mm -hmm. every time. Mm -hmm. If you wait long enough, you can you sell can, it. If you wait, for, if you wait long, long enough for what you for what you made. That's so it's like none of it's really for sale right now. But there there will come a time where I just yeah I'm I'm yeah, I'm can, getting rid of the collection. I feel like you're losing money when it's just sitting in your bank account because nowadays the way they print money, there's oh, just yeah. Yeah, the value of money is not something. that number in your bank account. That's the biggest thing for me. Dude. I dislike having money in my bank account. <laughs> yeah. I dislike it. Preach it. I need to use it for something else that's going to make me money. Yeah. My money I, has I, to work I, for I, me. I'm I, all I don't, about it. I don't invest in things that I can't personally influence. In a positive way. There you go. 100%. And you, I mean, that's land, I think, strategic. is like the only one. Right? So, like, but, what's right. something that of yours that you invest in that's like that? I, uh, that's like what? That you would never sell? Yeah. I think. Oh, uh, I will never sell any of my collectibles. Your None cause of, collection, all that not, kind of stuff. For, nope. So, you, um, when, you, when you're about to purchase it, you think in your head, like, this, this is, is for sure, without a doubt, never leaving my house. One day I'm gonna have a grandson or a grand someone that's gonna yeah. be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? For yeah. sure. Uh, I, you know, I, my graffiti magazines. I have over a thousand of them. I've been collecting them since I was like since 1994. 
four. Wow. Like four yeah. Some of those have like now have value over, them, oh, or just yeah. to you have value. No, no. To me, they. I mean, no, they are like. There's, there's a twelve ounce profit is a, is a, it was a graffiti forum. Yeah. It's a graffiti forum. I spent the majority of my adulthood on that, on that forum, and they had five magazines that came out. Six, if you count like the, the vapors and all the other stuff. Um, but I was able to find all of them, and there was one magazine that was the elusive one. Right, it was the uh, it was issue number three. It had Osgimios, the, the the Brazilian graffiti twins, fucking super popular, mega popular now. Um, did uh did a the piece in with Banksy in uh the the two hanging Banksy pieces in New York when Banksy took over New York? Did you guys see that one? No, but I just bought Banksy tickets on the way here. He's oh, coming cool. to Dallas in a secret location. Do you yeah. want me to send you the link? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and 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 I will say like the like there's there's a for me there's a massive difference between street art and then graffiti, graffiti. right? Like yeah, there's yeah, big, yeah, big yeah, differences, yeah, yeah. especially somebody like me who spent you know almost two decades strictly painting and and and, yeah. and not being good enough, so I always trying harder. So my 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 involvement with graffiti is deeper than even some really good graffiti writers because yeah. I was never as talented as them, so I tried harder. Yeah, so it became <laughs> right. more for yeah, me, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, nothing. I don't think that I will sell any of it. I mean, the 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 post apocalyptic world would be like the only time where I would have to ever get rid of any of my stuff. Yeah, I just I just or got, if there was somebody who appreciated it more, right? No, yeah. I just got a piece that I think is gonna be a piece that I'm not gonna sell. I just got um. So whenever you were speaking Web three stuff, whenever NFT start happened, all the same guys that did started sneaker botting, got into NFTs, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And I got two of Tinker Hatfield first NFT. Yeah. It's called um Flying Formation Ducks of a Feather. And with that there was 120 made. Each one was a different size and then he was going to produce a University of Oregon Air Max 1 signed by Tinker Hatfield with the actual NFT logo cut into different ducks onto the onto the tongue. The shoe's and I crazy. Just got, and I just crazy. got it last week. You got the actual shoe? Got the you, actual shoe. You, I have one of two. Have you posted it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I have, got to redeem the NFT I had to, for yeah, the yeah. physical. I sold one. So the NFTs, I think they were like three ETH whenever it was like, so it'd be like 12, 13,000 per. I sold the other one for like 20,000 mm -hmm. and then I kept this one. Yeah. It's one of two size 13s in the world. And I redeemed it, and I'm the other thirteen hasn't been redeemed. Yeah, the, only, that, the only person I've seen post that is Mayor. He's the only yeah. person I know that has one. Yeah, yeah the dude gets rid of all of them, and now he's like building it back up. Like I, yeah. I appreciate. Apparently, that. he 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 lost weight in your shoe shrink or your, your, your feet, feet shrink. shrink. Is that true? I don't fucking. Know. I, I, I've never lost weight. I, I still know. have it. And you've lost hundred pounds no. in your feet change. No, not at all. Like I feel like that's a bone. It's your bone I think, structure. I think that was just a way for him to sell his. No, there's no meat collection. around your feet. Is Bro, there? And, listen, my feet <laughs> because I'm 42. Apparently, the the top of my foot can't go into Yeezys no more. Really? If I, if I wear Yeezy, no, I mean, they'll go in. But if I wear Yeezys, call it two days in a row, uh -huh. uh, I will have a, it's not gout, but it will be like a gout-like flare-up mm, where really? I just wow. like my, my feet. It's my, always been like that? No, it just, just started, started like in the last have you gained five weight? years. No, I've been, been the same. I it's, 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 it's the weirdest thing, but so like I just stopped wearing Yeezys on a regular basis. Just, just even just period. Since the, the last Yeezy pair that I like like was the Beluga. We don't Actually, we don't like beyond that, here. no more. I have something to this. Okay, I was super into Ultra Boost when Ultra Boost was a thing. Yeah, and I always say to this day, I say Ultra Boost screwed up my feet. 
because after after years of wearing Ultra Boost and how soft it was, Bro. when I switched to Nikes and any shoe that has a hard sole, my feet would just hurt. My favorite shoe, because it was the most comfortable shoe, was the Undefeated Ultra Boost. I've been wearing them since they dropped, and I bought several iterations of both the black and the white, mm -hmm. and I wore those exclusively. Anytime that I wasn't going somewhere and I needed to look fresh, mm -hmm. I would wear those, and I bought them for my wife. I wore them for the kid. But that, I think that they may have, I, they may I have been just wise. It's, it was so, it's such a comfortable shoe. So good, yeah. That maybe it did mess with our feet. Yeah, I'm blaming this on Ultra Boost. Yeah, I mean, we're not legally blaming this on Ultra Boost. On this channel. We'll, all right, we're not legally we'll, blaming. We'll that. get we'll get a bunch of people to all agree, and then maybe we'll do the, yeah, the, the, the class, class action. Yeah, we'll class uh, action. So you you said, I mean, dudes, I, I can sit here and talk to you yeah. guys for hours. We've been going for an hour and a half. So uh, all of their information will be in the description down below. Check out their channel; super entertaining. I'm a, I'm a big fan, um, and look forward to continuing to collaborate on on future stuff. Just whatever you do, don't don't flood Master Chef's DMs about do you have this shoe in this size. Just, oh, yeah, just yeah. go to the website. <laughs> yeah, check the prbtselection.com. Yeah, and if you want to see first looks on everything on the internet, come check out all of us, man. Yeah. What's up with that? Um, that that the 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 Travis Scott low cream the alternate uh, yeah, the reverse July. mocha supposedly yeah, reverse July. Mocha. You That's guys a, have a pair. What size is it? We've had a it's pair. A nine yeah. sample. It's a nine. Yeah, but the thing is. We want to keep it because it is a sample pair. Now, I would for we, the, the museum, right? Yeah, we, we were in LA. He really does watch us. I love I that shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do. I do. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, re we, I I literally enjoy the fact that you you actually keep up with us. I, Thank you. I, I watch every video except for the shorts. There you go. Yeah. Same, yeah. same here. Yeah. <laughs> I, watch, I, watch, I watch the short where you had the doom because I'm like, oh shit, I got that pair. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Tight. That's tight. Yeah, and and LA, there was multiple boxed pairs of that shoe, all fake. Of the Doom? No, of the oh, reverse. Uh, yeah. They're all there. So Bro, if you see one with a box, it's most likely. These fakes are getting fake. so good that you have to check the box now. Yeah. Yeah. Like the box sometimes tells it away because yeah, the shoe's because too the good. Because the shoe's so good Fuck. that I can't yeah, tell. Yeah, it's bad. Damn. It sucks. It's getting bad out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. But, well, any closing comments? I mean, we could just kind of promote it. I mean, for those yeah, of you Yeah, please do. Yeah. yeah prvtselection.com <laughs> yeah. nah, really I think you guys have to go to the YouTube yeah. type in prvt press enter and then subscribe to us first Private selection. that's your first order of business and I think that the YouTube is a good intro into everything that we do yeah. it's hard for you to just go to the Instagram yeah. and get a you good can, idea you can relate somewhere on that. the YouTube with something sure. you There's enjoy so as far as interest you're going to find a liking with our YouTube channel yeah. as well so, so I mean I think that's the way to go and then from YouTube you can kind of trickle into all of the other facets of the things we didn't even dive into our classic cars yeah. there's so yeah. much yeah that see do, that, that's so. the other thing right because you have you have the, the the culture that i've been a part of for so long is layered right yeah. right it's not just sneakers that mm. you're it's not just sneakers it's the pants the, the fashion yeah but then on top of that like all of the ancillary sort of like hip-hop mm -hmm. antics mm -hmm. yes. that happen mm -hmm. throughout that made you become a collector of things, yeah. right? That some people collected yeah. baseball cards. I collected graffiti magazines. From there, I started to literally collect everything that was optic. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is gonna, like, this is gonna be something mm -hmm. that people are gonna want in the future. And sure enough, like, patience is 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 the virtue that you need to have and train yourself to be okay with holding on to stuff. If you're if you're in the she financially can do it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, of, that's, course, that's of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, aside, flip it, get rid of it. Let's yeah. keep it rolling.
Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, hopefully, this thank won't you. be the last Thanks time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, if you guys enjoyed it again, uh, check out their channel. All the information, all of their Instagram, everything will be in the description down below. If Maddie remembers, if not, you guys can point at Maddie back there. <laughs> you better um, remember. <laughs> Come on, Maddie. So Maddie knows we'll, us well enough. Yeah, by yeah, now. yeah. So we'll see you guys uh, later. Thanks awesome. so much. Thank you so much. Thank Goodbye. you.